Welcome to Thrive, a Paychex business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, this is Gene Marks. I am here with Sam Reese, the CEO of Vistage. First of all, Sam, thank you very much for joining me today. Great to see you. Thanks for having me. So, Sam, um, let's talk about Vistage, man. I, I have known you. I've known about your organization for so long. I've been tempted to join your organization. I'm such a cheapskate that I haven't done that. Um, but plus, I, it's it's tough for me to make a commitment. But before you even get into all of that, you know, tell us about Vistage, like what what you guys do, um, and you know, and the value that you bring to your 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 members in your organization, mostly small business owners, I think, right? I'd love to answer that. My whole goal for this is to try and get you to become a member. I'm, I'm just kidding you. But, uh, so think, I've been think recruited Vistage. a lot by a lot, of, you know, a lot of friends of mine that are uh, so enthusiastic about the, the organization and all. But uh, anyway, go ahead. Well, I, I was a long-term member myself, so I know the business well. But you know, think of Vistage, 27,000 members across the globe, almost 20,000 of them in the United States. Hmm. CEOs and uh, owners of small and mid-sized businesses. And it really just starts with the belief that you make better decisions when you surround yourself with other peers that are going through the same challenges you're going through. That's what our business is built out of, bringing these peer groups together, led by an experienced coach we call a chair, and putting this whole platform together that gives these small and medium-sized business owners access to resources they would have never had access to. It just puts it in a really easy-to-digest format. That's what we do. Yeah, and, and it is a great model, and it's it's why it's been so successful is because people like myself, I mean, I run a 10-person company. Um, it, it can be lonely sometimes. Um, people want to know what other businesses are doing. You know, like when I speak to, I speak about 50 or 60 times a year to like associations and business groups, really unsexy, boring groups, you know, like that manufacture corrugated containers or, you know, do prefab metal forming. But they're like the heart <laughs> and soul of, of the country. And I know many of them are your members, and I talk to them about um, what other my clients and my readers tell me. You know what I mean? So, like sharing, like how are they navigating inflation? Where are they finding employees? What technology they're investing in? That's what Vistage does. I mean, it, it puts together a smaller group of people that just share, you know, share what they're going on. So, answer me these questions. Um, some of the obvious questions, just so our audience knows. Um, these are local owners. Are they competing with each other? How often do they meet generally? What does it cost? Just give us give us some of your thoughts on that. You bet. So so these the way that it works is they're all local groups here. Call them anywhere from 12 to 15 members typically. All run by a seasoned chair. This is a former executive themselves, somebody that's run a business themselves that is now trained in the Vistage methodology. They meet once a month as a mm. group. We have a whole proprietary methodology we take them through. Typically, we have a speaker. We have over a 1,000 speakers in the system. Somebody will speak to that group. And then each member has their own individual one-to-one with the chair that month as well. And often, those are the issues that get brought to the group. And what I would say that's really been exciting about our business over the last, I've been the CEO for six years, is now mm-hmm. the connections are beyond just the group. Now we have a digital platform where people are connected to each other all over the globe on a regular basis. That's what it feels like to be a member. you got this local group, but you have access to the whole Vistage community. So what's the difference between a Vistage and just your own board of directors or board of advisors? Uh, great question. Um, well, there's, you know, what, what's really interesting, having, I just think about when I 
my first CEO gig was for a, call it a $20 million professional services company. I'd worked for big companies in the past, but now I'm, I'm faced with this small company and really I've got this board of directors, but nobody within the business that has a lot of experience. So right. I don't get to go to the, I don't get to go to the board of directors and, you know, talk about my fears and my hopes and my dream. Cause if I do that, they're worried that they've got the wrong person. So with the stiff, oh yeah. One of the mistakes people make off new CEOs often make is they, they go and put their heart on, on their sleeve to their board and they walk out going, that was a great meeting. And people are like, I don't know if I, that guy or gal is any good. <laughs> so what's different is you've got this trusted group, all confidential. And you really, what I, you know, the way I always say it is we know how leaders learn is really the way people learn is they, the way leaders learn is they learn by servicing their own problems, but by, Listen to others. You know, you listen to others and you give them advice. And as you're giving them advice, you're like, you know, that's something I got to get better at. That's what feels different about being a Visage member. You got to want to both give and take. So you've been doing this for a long time. I mean, do you not agree that for for most businesses, we're talking small and mid-sized businesses, you know, some some people come to me and be like, well, I only want to talk to people in my industry or, you know, in my, you know, my specialty. And I, and I don't mean to like trivialize, but you know, I think to myself, like, dude, you know, eighty-five percent of what you're doing is pretty common to most businesses. I mean, I get that there's probably a ten to fifteen percent something unique about your business or your whatever. But do you get that from from your prospective members that 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 say to you, like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be right for me because it's not in my industry? All the time, yeah. It's mm -hmm. one of the the early objections. People either they believe that they don't have time. You know, which we just said, that's a fundamental belief you have to get over that says if you want to keep working in the business every day instead of on the business, yeah, you'll yeah. always be spinning. So they don't have time and they think their industry is so unique and so different. They could get the benefit, could not get the benefits from others. And that ends up being the most powerful thing that we do is, in, in fact, we don't want anybody from the same industry. There's never a competitor in the same group. And, and like you said, I like your number, about 85% of the issues are the issues that everybody is dealing with. What's great about our business is those other 15%, you can get that through all sorts of other resources in our system by reaching out to other members. And we have all sorts of ways that we do that as well. Got it. Is there any commitment to going anywhere other than local? You said like, you know, the local groups meet, you know, you know, once a month. I know you guys have national events as well or regional events, but is that, are you required to do that? Is that, you know, uh, uh, you know what do most of your members do? Um, a lot of them attend. We have all sorts of national events, too. But really, the, the core of Vistage is that local group, that local connection, and then with that local chair. So that's, right. that's what's so unique about what we do. We, everything starts there. Because just think about, like, you were talking about your travels to Colorado. Yeah. If you're in a group in Colorado or you're in a group in Philadelphia or where I'm sitting today in San Diego, many of the things we're going to talk about are ones that impact our area very differently, right? So. Yeah. We got employment issues. We got challenges with certain competitors. We've got legislation issues. Those are the things that unite people at the local level. My plan is always to keep the power at the local level. And then I bring global perspectives through, you know, incredible world-class leaders and research. But the connections always should be at the global level. That's where we really believe the power, or at the local level. That's where we really believe the power is. I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, so many of these issues that if I, you know, I, I interviewed a few months ago. I interviewed Rand Paul for this podcast. And, um, yeah, I know he's got some controversial points of view on certain things, but, you know, he's the ranking member on the you know, Senate Small Business Committee, you know, so he's a legit yeah. person to talk to. We were Our whole conversation was about minimum wage is a perfect example. 
And like, you know, people have conversations about whether there should be a national minimum wage. It's so low. Should it be $15 an hour? Should it be $12 an hour? That kind of thing. And his point is there shouldn't be a national minimum wage because why should my constituents in Kentucky be, be forced to pay the same minimum wage that, you know, people, business owners in San Diego, for example, are paying where the cost of living is that much. It really is a local thing. Don't you agree? I do. And, and that's funny when you sit in an actual group and I, I still sit, believe it or not, I still sit in a Vistage group. It was a Good. group I was in when I ran another another company for many years. But that's what you talk about. You know, the, the day starts with things going on. There wouldn't be a there won't be a meeting that isn't talking about a local you know, governmental issue. What what's happening with the governor? What's happening? That, that that will be every sure. single meeting. What's sort of unique too about Vistage when you develop these relationships is you'll be talking about things like minimum wage, but there'll be other talk about their families and their communities. You know, as people get to know each other, they're whole people, and that's really how people make decisions as as whole people. And that's one of the things that we really try and embrace at Vistage. Um. You said there's, you know, a dozen or so people in, in a group, and I guess that just depends on the area and, you know, you know what the demand is in the area. What, I, you know, if, if I were to join a Vistage group locally, am I stuck with these guys? You know, like, am I going to be seeing them forever? <laughs> Can I switch? You know, am I gonna, what am I get bored with them? I, you know, I got as much information as you're going to get. Like, what, what are the options about, you know, uh, we've already met? <laughs> well, well, most likely, I mean, it really the – Think of our business as these these chairs. These are these seasons ex- executives. In the U.S., we have almost 600 of them, right. over a thousand across the globe, and they're skilled in building these groups and bringing the right people together that will get along and will understand each other. If if it's not a fit, then we'll put someone in a different different group. But typically, these groups stay together a very long time. Um, we have some that have been together 35, 40 years, believe it or not. Oh, my God. That's crazy. It's no, that is- and it's, it's nice because there's always somebody like selling a business or moving on. So you always have a little bit of uh, churn in a year. And there'll be one or two new faces every year that keeps it really alive and exciting. And our chairs know how to integrate those new people into the business. So it doesn't it, you don't get tired of these people. And remember, I'm bringing in all sorts of speakers and um, other uh, perspectives. So there's new things always happening. Good. All right. That's good stuff. All right. So you just said that you you, know, you attend your own Vistage group, which is good. Obviously, you are well connected to all you know, other groups are going on and what your members are looking for. So let's talk about this year and some of the challenges that we're all you know facing. <clears throat> you know, big issues facing employers. You know, this year, all businesses I deal with. You know, inflation is obviously a big thing. Labor is a big thing. I mean, I, I got to ask you because I, I I'm constantly trying to find out what business people are doing to navigate their way in an inflationary period, you know? Um, and this is, I mean, Sam, like this is, this is nothing new. I mean, if you and I were having this conversation when Cleopatra was queen, you know, there was inflation back then, you know what I mean? Like, you know, businesses have gone through these things for thousands of years, but now we're going through an inflationary period. It's an adjustment. I, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you're hearing from your members, from the, people in your group, how are they dealing with rising costs? Do you have any, any thoughts to share on that? Yes. Um, and a, across the globe, this is a, a huge issue, just mm-hmm. as you said. I mean, this is something people are, are um, struggling with right now. And I think what's happened is that we, we just did a recent survey and saw that I think it was 70-something percent of our members have already increased prices this year in response yep. to the, the costs that are increasing to them. Huge issue for them, the way they're managing inflation. And the, one of the biggest things they're having to do is to pass those uh, price increases on to their members. Um, 
all sorts of issues right now facing them when it comes to retaining employees and finding new employees. So most of our members planned on adding a bunch of people this year, and they're struggling yeah. to figure out a way to get those people hired. That's a big deal. One thing that really just popped up uh, recently with us is we do a quarterly confidence index survey. And I was surprised that our latest one actually is the lowest confidence we've seen since the start of the pandemic. Everything was really rising hard. It's dropped off inflation, supply chains, hiring issues, and of course, the conflict in, uh, in Ukraine. CEOs are a little skittish, but they're still committing to invest in technology and committing to invest in growth. So it, it is a, a tumultuous time for uh, for leaders right now to be making sure they're making the right decisions. Yeah, you know, I'm seeing that as well with our club. I mean, my, my company has about 600 clients and all different industries. Obviously, some industries, you know, crushed, you know, retail, you know, you know, restaurants, you know, travel. Um, but most of my clients actually did pretty well the past couple of years. You know, I mean, they, they, they had fairly good demand. Uh, people in the construction industry, contractors, uh, a lot of manufacturers, e-commerce was exploding. Yeah, and now I'm finding this year that there's still they're still going okay, but there's just there's a lot of things that are making them nervous. Um, and it is a you know it's not a demand issue. It's it's a cost issue. It's a uh, it's an mm -hmm. issue with um, like you said finding labor. But of course you know we had these labor issues even before. COVID hit, you know, we still had a ton of unfit, so it never goes away. I guess, you know, what, what makes me laugh is, and you've got to, because you've been doing this for so long, whenever I hear business owners complain about uncertainty, like, I don't know when there wasn't uncertainty. <laughs> I agree. I agree. There's, there's no such thing as a stable period of time. And I think people make money when there's uncertainty, you know? I agree. Yeah. I mean, certainly uncertainty and you can navigate all of those changes here. And I, I think you're right about that. But I think what feels different to people right now is it just feels a little bit different because of how quickly inflation just really sort of snuck on up on them and how fast that happened. Right. I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that people have seen big impacts to their business yet, but they're worried about where that could take them. Yeah. And, um, and, I, and then when you combine that with the issues in labor, and yeah. now think about how creative you have to be creative to just keep people. You're having to pay more money, be more flexible, figure out ways of let them come into the office, not come into the office. It just is a lot on CEOs minds. And, and our business, to your point, our business grows when there has when there is uncertainty and hasn't yeah. been or has been uncertainty because people want to get more perspectives. You know, it's therapeutic. It really is. You know, I have some clients that. I have a handful of clients that on the side see psychologists just on their own, you know, like a week, just so they can speak to a professional to unload, you know, not only the business problems, but their personal, because we're balancing personal life or business life, you know, all of that. And, you know, to speak to a trained professional who doesn't have an agenda, um, it's been really helpful to a lot of my clients. But um, then there are plenty that, that belong to groups like Vistage as well, because it's so comforting to know that whatever headaches you've got, whatever issues that you're dealing with, there's... 11 other people sitting in the room that are dealing with the exact same stuff. And, and it gives you some comfort. Um, Sam, so, you know, you know, our business owners are aging across the country. And I'm sure you're seeing this in your members as well. Um, the Small Business Administration, you know, issued numbers last year that showed like more than half of U.S. small business owners are over the age of 50. And like the mm. age of, you know, the, you know, we're all not like these Good looking, you know, Anne Hathaway running up, you know, a hot place in Brooklyn, you know what I mean? And hiring Robert De Niro. 
uh, we're more like, you know, you know, a less attractive version of Robert De Niro that's trying to get along our, you know, our businesses. So you must be seeing a lot of concerns among your members about succession planning and exiting their businesses and all of that. And I'm kind of curious what you're what you're hearing, what issues that they're that, that they're facing. Hot issue. And it's yeah. been uh, it's been something that's really been a fuel for our business. But the, the issue that really started to emerge about two years ago, and not coincidentally with the pandemic, was about succession and really getting leverage out of the leaders that they depend on. Right. Because here they are. You're the owner of a business or the CEO of a business and you're trying to get make sense of what the meaningful outside is. Well, you got to yeah. make sure you have strength internal running the business. So that has been a hot issue. We've been able to really orchestrate that with some new programs for, for mid-tier um, executives that have been really effective. But I continue to see that. And it's this really simple model that uh, members will talk about is it for them to continue or for them to move on up and think about new things, they've got to have people to pick up the slack from the work they were doing before. And you can no longer run a business, even if you're, as you know, a 10-person firm, mm-hmm. you can no longer run the business with you here and everybody else doing the same thing. you got to have a, an executive team that can support you. Yeah, you really do. I mean, I always, my, my business, I, my business is about 25 years old um, and we're, I'm like worth nothing. I mean, you know, if I get hit by a bus, my business will just <laughs> fall down like a stack of cards. And so, you know, my whole model has been putting away cash, you know, over the years, you know, paying for my kids' education and putting enough away to retire on at some point. I, you know, but the, the best businesses that are out there are ones that you just said. They have an organization and a management structure. And I guess the litmus test is that if a, if a business owner can take four weeks. So I have one guy, I have one client that I just thinking of right now who runs a roofing company. And every January, and he's ran it for like 30 years, every January, him and his wife go down to you know, somewhere in the Caribbean for a month. They just and wow. disconnect. And he's running a roofing company. It's not like it's, you know, some, but with like, you know, you know 50, 60 employees. Um, and he's able to do that because his, his company is, is really well organized. Like he's invested in a management team so he could pull away and do his thing, you know, which is the exact opposite for me. Like no decision gets made unless I'm somehow involved in it. You know what I mean? So I guess one of the big. One of the biggest choices I when I was I was a first a member, so call it uh, two thousand five or six is when I was first a member of Vistage when I was running running this other company two thousand four, and one of the biggest first decisions I made with the group is they convinced me to get a real full time you know tried and true CFO because I needed yeah. that and yeah and I I just couldn't understand how I could pay that much for an executive you know I had sort of a controller sure. Making that move was, you know, one of the most instrumental things that really drove the value of the business. But it was hard to do at the time when you see paying another six figures for talent in a business that wasn't very big at the time. But those are the difficult decisions that really do propel a business. Yeah, it's funny that you say that, too, because I remember it was years ago um, when, when I brought on our first employee. We only have 10, like I said earlier, but still it's a big deal. And I was same issue. How am I going to pay this person? And it was like the best decision I ever made. Um, only because you realize that you can, you know, you can, you can pay the bills if you're running a very small business, but the only way you can really make money and build some value is if you build an organization, you know, around you. Um, do you find your members, I mean, you know, you, what are their biggest pushbacks when you try to you know, pitch them to joining Vistage? You know, what are some of the things that they come back to you and say, this is the reason why I'm not, you know, not joining? Good question. Um, well, first of all, um, 
we, I, I like the, the term pitch him, but we don't really pitch him. It, it okay. takes, we, we, we take our time and we never, we just make sure that people have plenty of time because CEOs, sometimes it takes a while for them to realize they actually need this. And, right. But for us, biggest things are they, they push back on time to say, how can I get out of the office once a week or once a month? How can I get out of the office once a month and spend a full day just working on my business? Yeah. That is always the number one thing. And for deal. us, and it's a big litmus test for us because if a business is um, so small that you can't get out of the business for a day, you're not ready for Vistage. But mm. sometimes you end up having to be able to take that leap of faith because I would tell you Vistage members feel bad for the people that don't have time to step away from the business for one day a month. But that's that's the biggest one. And then I'd say that the second one is the one you already pointed out, Gene, and that is, you know, this isn't just my industry. I'm talking all these other businesses. How will they help me when mm -hmm. I'm in this really specific industry that's so different? And they find out it's not very different once they get there. Like you said, 85 percent of the issues are uh, are pretty similar. But those are the two issues like this. The one about time and second about really about uh, about the industry. So I am. You know, I have enjoyed Vistage, but my, my close experience was that for a number of years, my company, Sam, sells um, like CRM software. So, you know, like yes. Salesforce and Microsoft Dynamics and, you know, a few others. And um, way back in the day, maybe not even, we used to sell Goldmine software. So, you know, right? I, I mean, remember it well. I remember, remember going, well. Yeah. So way back, this is back in like the 90s, mid 90s. And um, I would go to like the conferences they used to have every year in Los Angeles. And I used to absolutely hate everybody there because they were all competitors of mine. They were all like resellers, just like me. You know what I mean? I was like, don't even want to. Um, and then a couple of years later, um, they asked me to join like sort of a partner advisory group um, of just like a half a dozen partners that would go to Colorado Springs of all places, uh, like once a quarter and meet with them at their headquarters and talk about issues facing, you know, the company or whatever. And I did that. And it was with 10 other partners and I went all these people that I hated their guts before I got to know them. And I suddenly realized these are like all like really nice people, of course. You know what I mean? And they all have the same issues that I have and they all whatever. So I guess that's the I guess that's the point that I'm trying to make if you're listening to this and you're thinking of joining um, you know, a group like Vistage is that you, know, you don't have to view the, these people are your friends. They have the same issues. They have the same concerns. Um, and if they're going to participate and make the commitment, they, I think they want to help you just as much as they're looking for help in their own businesses. Is that, is that right? No question. I remember those days by, by the way, myself, Goldmine, Salesforce, all of those. I, yep. I ran a company called Miller Hyman for 15 years. Oh yeah, of course. Miller Hyman. Right. right. Okay. Sure. Right. But, um, yeah, and it, it is a great way to, <clears throat> to think about it when you think about how people come together and share. I mean, think about this. One of the proof points for us is Vistage members dramatically outperform the competition. I mean, you know, when we, from the last, uh, you know, 2009, when we had the economic hiccup from 2009, we did a measurement and Vistage members outperformed their competitors 2X on top and bottom line. And it's because of those perspectives that you actually get from hanging out with other people that are like-minded and trying to help you succeed. But one of the things too, that I would think is really interesting in Vistage is, and maybe this has changed a lot of places, Gene, is there's, there's less focus on the competition that was, you know, that's how we were in the nineties. It's much more focused on what are you going to do to satisfy your customer? Like spend yeah. time thinking about that. And, you know, it's interesting what the competitors up to, but it's much more interesting to talk about what customers need. And that's where you really can grow business. I think it's the Jeff Bezos effect, you know, being customer obsessed, it, it kind of filters down. It really, it really has over the years. 
How long again have I you agree. been involved with Vistage? I know you've been six years, you've been CEO, but you remember for a number of years before that, right? Yes. Yeah, so I've, I've really, I guess I've been involved almost 20 years okay. and mine, mine started from my I was the CEO of, a, of that company, Miller Hyman. I was brought in from a Fortune 500 company, thought I was ready. This is going to be an easy job. How hard can it be to run an $18 million company at the time? It was really hard. And yeah. um, the way I found out about Vistage is I literally, two years into my job at Miller Hyman, I, I quit. I told the board, I suck. You know, I thought I was going to be a great CEO. I suck. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I got a, it was 2000 to 2002. So my timing wasn't great. And uh, one of the board members said, you don't suck. You know, you just need, you need some help. And um, so he introduced me to, uh, at the time, Vistage was called Tech. Huh. And uh, right. a year or so later, I joined and, you know, the rest is history. But it was, it was, it was really lonely, you know, being, working for a big company. I ran a Fortune 500 sales force. Suddenly I'm in $18 million company. I'm by myself every day. It was a big, big change. A lot of, a lot of business owners and CEOs of small companies go through that same ordeal. And how did it help you? Um, well, I think the first number one thing is I think I had a real big issue that I had what I'll call confirmation bias, like a lot of CEOs. I thought my job was come up with the answer first and then try and get other people to believe it. You know, those are my right, yeah. those are my sales routes. And and they would buy into it and then we would fail. They'd buy into it and the product wouldn't work. They'd buy into it and the idea wouldn't work. So getting the confidence to like just, I, I remember one of my first meetings, and I explained how this executive staff meeting went. It was my first meeting at Vistage. And the chair said, it, is that how you actually talked to the team? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, but so, like, you, you think, like, you're the teacher of the group or something? I'm like, uh, I don't, I guess. And so we, I was no room for feedback. I, I wasn't listening. I thought I had all the answers. That, that was the big okay. change for me. Um, one final you know, one final question for you. I mean, there's Vistage, you, there, there's competitors to Vistage. Um, I mentioned earlier about there's there's therapists and coaches that, that people go, you know, business owners to seek help. There's boards of advisors, there's, you know, the board of directors that people can go. So what, you know, what what is the what is the reason that a CEO or business owner would choose to go to a Vistage versus all these other choices and options that they have out there? Well, I think um, really it's just the comprehensive platform. It's nothing okay. else you can get. You couldn't afford it yourself. You couldn't assemble it yourself. But imagine a coach, a group, thousand plus speakers, <clears throat> online platform, research, events, just the scalability. We, we basically have brought to scale at small and mid-sized businesses what only the large companies can get. You know, large companies think they can go hire Bain or McKinsey to do a a research study. If you're a small business, you don't have those resources. We've pulled those together so you do have those resources. And you got to, but you got to come there with a belief that you don't know it all. If you think you know it all, you shouldn't join Vistage. If you think you're open to learning, then that's one of the things that would really drive you to really be build those relationships, learn with people that are on the same journey as you, and plug into this big platform that you really couldn't put together yourself. Jeez, for like the hundredth time, I've been persuaded now to join Vistage. It's unbelievable. <laughs> for the hundredth time. Sam Reese is the CEO of Vistage. Vistage is V-I-S-T-A-G-E dot com. Sam, thank you very much for joining me. And and I can say just as a, even though I'm, I'm not a member and I've considered it so many different times, um, I, I do personally know many clients that, that belong to Vistage. And 
Um, it, across the board, I've, I've heard nothing but great things. So it's an organization that has a very positive impact on small businesses. So I'm glad uh, that you're sharing this information with us. And thanks for doing what you do. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Pleasure talking with you, Gene. Thank you so Take much. Take care. Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? Please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash Thrive Topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits, or insurance services, see how Paychecks can help. Visit the resource hub at paychecks.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Paychecks can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care. This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated 2022, all rights reserved.